Rob Walling. These folks to my left and right are Finn Walling, 13 years old. Hi. Oldest member of uh, the young Wallings. And uh, this is Dr. Sherry Walling. You saw her last Thursday. I'm hoping my goal is to rope her in every Thursday to talk about stuff because I get the feeling that while we're all quarantined, we're going to need the doctor to be in at least once a week. Am I right? Said you, Bill. Yep. All right. So today we're going to be talking about making the most of surplus family time. We're going to cover uh, a bunch of things we're doing at the house. Cherry has this great whiteboard schedule I want to show you. Um, we have a couple game ideas, and by a couple, this kid has this big old stack of games right off camera. But, but we'll look at a couple cooperative games, uh, just talk about a bunch of other stuff, how we're planning our days and how we're taking advantage of this time, rather than thinking of it as, um, as quarantine. I, I truly believe that this is a time that all of us will remember and hopefully have some fond memories of it. You know, I think there are times when you can remember, uh, you know, incidents that kind of, I, I will say they, they like scar you for life or, or they're, they're things that aren't pleasant, like remembering 9-11 or whatever. And this is one of those that's gonna be this, this interesting balance of, it, you know, it's a tragic time for a lot of people and it's very scary, but I also think our individual experiences can be shaped and we can help try to shape them positively. And that's a goal we've been trying to do at our house here is uh, you know really enjoy and spend a lot of time together, deep in relationships. So hopefully you're watching on microconfonair.com where we're live streaming, or you can head to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash microconf. And if you wanna ask questions, I encourage you, there is about a, there's a, a 20 second delay or so. So if you have questions for either Finn or Sherry or myself, um, microconfconnect.com is where you get connected into that. We have a, a Slack group for microconf and people are in a channel there. One thing I wanted to let folks know is this show, Microconf on Air, is now a podcast. We're stripping out the audio every day, and we are um, we pushed it live yesterday. If you go to microconfcast.com, it's there. It's in Spotify, Stitcher, I think maybe Google Play. It's, it's not in iTunes yet, so that's all still shaking out, but there is a feed there if you want to subscribe, and if you search it in some of the some of the uh, podcatchers, you'll find it. Before we dive in, thank you so much to Basecamp and Stripe for supporting Microconf. Uh, they are headline sponsors and uh, headline partners, I, I should say, and they are uh, invaluable to us. And it's an absolute pleasure to be working with them again. All right, I'm just checking the Slack feed really quick. Um, intro music always pumps me up too. Cool. All right. Um, let me dig into some notes. You guys want to say hi? Hi. Not to me. Hi. <laughs> so, remember so the, first, the, how are you? I'm doing? good, thank you. Remember the cameras up there, yeah. First order of business is select your quarantine hairstyle. So, uh, Finn here is and sporting cool. quarantine redhead, um, courtesy of Manic Panic. <laughs> and Arctic Fox. Because the first one didn't work. Right, Arctic Fox. We've been experimenting with different kinds of hair dyeing products, which is its own chemistry experiment, right? We have some control tests going around which hair dye brand is uh, producing the, the, the poppiest red color for the longest amount of time. So yeah. there's a little science experiment for your uh, punky quarantine. It's a first time, first time hair dye for this kid. He's enjoying it. All right, so yeah, I feel like you have some context around who is here sitting with me. And um, I really wanted to kick us off with how we've been trying to structure our days because it's, we're almost two weeks now into, uh, we were self-quarantining for a while and now you know, the state of Minnesota has asked us to stay indoors for the next several weeks. 
And the first few days were pretty rocky, I felt like. And I felt like we put the kids in front of the computer to do homeschool stuff or remote e-learning, distance learning. And I felt like they kind of flailed around a bit. And you had a um, uh, the brilliant idea of like getting an hour by hour schedule. And Finn, you want to grab that and try to show folks? It's kind of hard to. Well, get I think on the some of the context here too is that um, that here we go that we have homeschooled Finn on and off since he was what in first grade so we have a little bit of experience in um history knowing that some amount of schedule is important so um the schedule that you saw is um hour by hour and the tasks that are assigned in a given hour don't necessarily take a full hour so it's not like our kids are scheduled like every minute of the day. And again, just for some context, Finn here is 13 and then we also have two nine-year-olds in the family. So we span a couple of different age groups in terms of people's ability to uh, meaningfully organize themselves throughout the day. So given a, a skeleton schedule where there's like something you're supposed to do at the top of the hour does provide a little bit of structure. Then there's also lots of space between those tasks for kids to play, to go outside, to hang out, to read, to get a snack. Um, so you don't, you know, obviously want to over schedule, but one of the things that we've attempted to do is change it up a little bit every day. So some days we start with movement or an outside walk. Some days the kids start with music. Some days they start with online learning, uh, through their, each of their respective schools. So a little bit of, uh, variability, uh, is helpful. Um, and you obviously want to, want to sort of balance variability and predictability so that, kiddos kind of know, okay, our day starts at nine. So you have to be like dressed and ready for action at nine. And then we kind of proceed through the day there. Yeah, it helps to have that schedule. I mean, you've often heard that about working from home. The first time you do it, if you, you get up and don't shower and don't put on clothes, uh, or work clothes, you stay in pajamas, then it's very odd. You know, it can be a very odd experience. And, and Especially the no clothes part. Right. Very odd experience. Hopefully you don't have any calls with coworkers. So yeah, I feel like the structure, I feel like structure brings freedom. I, I like to say that's, uh, <laughs> she coined that like 20 years ago and everybody made fun of her for it because it's lame. But I was right. Oh, it's so dumb. But structure <laughs> in this case does bring freedom. <laughs> don't you think? What do you think about, what do you think about since it was not scheduled and now that it's scheduled? Difference? Yeah. In what way? Well, it means that uh, instead of just moving from one thing to the next to the next, if I finish something 30 minutes early, I can spend the rest of the time goofing off on the internet. So before I have to start the next thing. Oh, every boy. kid's dream come true. That's every parent's dream as well. It also does. Thank you, Xander. It does differentiate between like a school day and the weekend. So on the weekend, our kids still sort of roll through, let's be honest, most of the day in their pajamas with not as much structure with a lot of sort of openness and flexibility. So I think a little bit of semblance upon like which day is like, I can chill. I don't have to, you know, get dressed in normal clothes. I can wear my jammies. And a day where there's a little bit more that's expected of you um, is a helpful distinction. Yeah, and it's interesting because next week is our spring break. And as I go through, you know, we have a list of things that we've been doing to to fill time, but also stimulate the kids' minds and, and their bodies and all that. And uh, next week is spring break. And like the first thing on the list that, that we've been having them focus on for two or three hours a day is school. It's actual schoolwork. And I haven't even thought about next week. Like, should we, 
because they're not going to technically have work to do, but should we do the brain pops and like set up like a homeschool curriculum for them next week? Or we could just have a all week weekend because next week's spring break. To be determined. If, all right. If let's, let's talk let's about that it, next let's Thursday. Let's argue it out. On, <laughs> let's argue let's that not out. do this here. <laughs> all right. So anyway, school is obviously the first thing. If you have kids at home, you know, that's something that, as Sherry said last week, it takes two to three hours for our kids to do a full day of school here. Um, just because there's not all the breaks and there's not all the waiting in line and not all the other transition. Another thing that we have put really high on the list is being outside, especially here in Minneapolis. Um, it's really only been spring for what, two, three, four weeks. I mean, it's in the forties and fifties right now, but it's just the, the time of year when we should start getting outside and outside is often coupled with movement. And you've been heading that up most of the time. You want to talk folks a little bit through the, the thought process. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is that, um, Kids can't learn well when they are stuck inside all day. Humans don't actually do really well when they're stuck inside and still all day. So one of the best things that we can do to just help foster great learning, great mental health, great um, kind of ability to be patient with ourselves during quarantine is to put in lots of movement into the day. So um, we've been doing some yoga um, as a family. We've been going on walks. Um, the kids also, you know, can spin up a really nice game of tag. There are three of them, so somehow tag works with three. Um, sidewalk chalk is a great activity right now. Anything that gets you outside, gets you moving. We also have a public service for our local Minneapolis community where we like to uh, go down to the edge of the lake and smash the ice. We're sort of like forcibly bringing spring about. <laughs> Um, but any of those activities that are accessible to you, if you can safely get outside and engage with nature and um, let all the bodies kind of run free a little bit, it has just massive benefit both for learning and for mental health. So outside's been a big one. Um, a couple other things we've, you know, something we've done for a long time, but things that we've been focusing on are baking, um, because baking's so nice because it's it's a finite project. It produces something cool at the end that if kids make, they want to eat. And of course, we we do it with like gluten-free flour, and we do it with you know some relatively healthy substitutes. But they enjoy it, and we have time, right? Oftentimes, I wouldn't bake during the week because I don't bake at all. But you wouldn't. <laughs> when do you bake? Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't bake during the week because you get home. And <laughs> Track. Yeah. Um, You've been waiting for this your whole life. Oh my gosh, life. yes. I want this during my microconf talks. So yeah, baking's a big one. Um, the other one we've always, our kids have always been pretty artistic or we've encouraged them to do that. We have just boatloads of art supplies in the basement and they don't just sit and draw, but they design entire games like board games, card games, role-playing games and that kind of stuff. What's a recent one that you've well, I've been working on a game called Flattery Falls, which is basically like kind of a role-playing game, except minimal rules. It's a lot of focus on story, and it's it's on paper, and I've been running my uh, sibling Genesis through it. Very nice. So that kind of stuff, we love to spur on, you know, folks grabbing the paper and the pen and, and doing it up. Um, Legos have been continued to be a big one at our house, as well as breaking out the old guitar and, and the piano chops. Our kids play instruments, but of course, when they practice during the day, that's not fun. But if we get out and do a, a hoot and nanny with um, <laughs> I knew that would. I don't really know what that I is. I knew that would get them but, if I um, said that. One of the things that our, our violinist has been doing is like kicking on the techno tunes really loud and then freestyling 
with his violin to techno, which is absolutely fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's cool. So we just got a post in MicroConf on air from Gwen Kruger, and he said, here's Thanks, our Gwen. here's our con Kanban board for a daily routine with the kids. So far, so good. That's super cool. So they have a whiteboard, and then they have the sticky notes. Um, like a chore chart? Yeah, there's some chores, but there's also a bunch of fun like that. What does that say? Leg downing. Drawing leg challenge, trying. but I think I bet Lego because it's it's covered up there. Anyways, oh, yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Um, that's been a, another big thing. You know, Finn and I have always been into to tabletop games, and he actually had um, two games or three games <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> he says <laughs> as I. So here's a couple games that we've liked. I think only two of these are new, but everything else we have a big game closet, and we often like doing cooperative games, um, especially with the younger kids. It cuts down on the fighting, the screaming. Yeah, because five of these are cooperative because you're always on the same side, so uh, <laughs> that's what's nice. You want to grab a few? So yeah. Um, first, I'm going in size order here because I have them in a big stack, and the smallest is on top, biggest is on bottom. First up, we have Tiny Epic Zombies. It is in a series of games, the Tiny Epic series. They have fantasy, western, sci-fi. Yes, thank you, Xander. <laughs> and the nice, um, the nice part about it is relatively cheap. I think it's about $20. It's cooperative. Yeah. Uh, well, there are multiple modes, That's which true. is also what I like about it. There's a solo mode, there's cooperative, there's competitive, there's someone where someone can play as the zombies. It's, it's all around cool. Next up, this one is not cooperative, but it is, um, it's a good game. It's made by Wizards of the Coast, who are the same people who make Dungeons and Dragons, and it's called Dungeon Mayhem. Um, this is the Monster Madness expansion, where you get to play as the monsters instead of the heroes. And basically, it's a battle royale where everyone just chooses a hero, and they just fight it out. Everyone has 10 health and different cards they can play with different effects, such as doing damage, healing, getting to draw cards, etc. And the cool part about that, it's super, super easy to learn. Yes. It takes like two minutes to learn, and each game is what, five to no more than yeah. seven, eight minutes? Five to, yeah, yeah, five to ten. Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's dig into next our next up, one. Next up, we have Trandor. Trandor! The board game. This is based off of a cartoon in the popular um, internet video series called Strong Bad Email. <laughs> yes. Trogdor the Burnator, yeah. Yes. Um, it's a really good game. If you don't know it, look it up. Uh, and this, you play as Trogdor the Dragon. So it's a co-op game. Yes. It is, I think this one with the really solid minis was, was a little bit pricier than I would have liked. Um, I think it was probably $60, $65. The one without the good minis is $10 or $15 cheaper. So um, yeah. she's going to dig out the minis. Yeah. And the it's cooperative, one. so everyone plays as the dragon. And your goal is to burninate the countryside, burninate the peasants, and burninate all the fast-roof cottages. That is the Trogdor mini. And then... Go ahead. There. All right. Cool. Well, let's do one more. Let's do one more, and then we got to move it on. And then that's a burning thatch roof cottage, or thatched roof, I guess. Now we have Flashpoint, which is a game of firefighting. Basically, you all play as firefighters, and you're going into a building to try to save uh, people that are trapped inside. So it's a co-op, another co-op yes. game. Awesome. Let's. Uh, we're gonna wrap that up there. Wrap up the game segment because we're getting some questions. So. There are for, two more. 
I know, but we're not going to do them today. Producer Xander says, what are some other ways your schedule has been adjusted to accommodate and manage all of you at home? All of your at-home time. Oh, all of your at-home time. Yeah, thanks for correcting me. I was summarizing oh it differently, but you don't need to be pedantic about it. Ooh, welcome to my life. <laughs> so what are some, I'm interested to hear from both of you. What are some other ways we've adjusted our schedule? I think one of the things that I've tried to be intentional about both for um, the grown-ups in the family as well as the children is to have times and spaces where we're not all on top of each other. So especially like late afternoon when everybody's a little bit tired and goodwill is running low, um, I've I've basically segmented all the kids into different spaces. So one will be playing, doing art in the basement, which is where our playroom is. One will be in the living room reading. And I've basically said like, I love you all. Nobody can be in the same room together because we need a we need a spatial break. And I think that's been helpful in kind of preserving um, some of our sanity. And it's a, a little bit like everyone go to your corner, um, which is helpful. Um. Oh wow, uh, that's a. Uh... There are a lot of ways in which our schedule has been kind of affected. That's a broad question. I mean, starting with the most obvious, we're doing everything at home. Um, I mean, kind of the structure of the day stays relatively the same. It's like schoolwork from 9 to 12, lunch, schoolwork from like 12 to 3 or 4, and then just free time for the rest of the night. Legos are... No. And there are... That's not what, it, that's not what yeah, the day looks yeah, like. So are, 9 to 10 this morning, for example, I don't think you started school until 10. I think you were outdoors from 9 to 10 yesterday. You did cello this morning. You did cello first this morning. I classify that as schoolwork because it's something that I have to do. We've just, we've, we've broken the day up into basically between 9 and 4, we have seven one-hour slots. And those are divided. There's typically about three school and then there's one art, one lunch, one outside movement, one instrument. Wait, that's already eight or nine. But you get the idea, different kids doing different things at different times. So we have been pretty, we being Sherry, has been pretty diligent about making sure one kid's doing art when the other two are doing instruments, so they're not all trying to do everything at the same time. You schedule it such that the noon, our noon uh, uh, live stream here is not does not have someone playing violin in the other room. Yeah. You know, It's just strategic thinking. Once again, structure and it bringing freedom. All right. Stitch it on t-shirt, bro. Yep. All right. No other sure, questions. Sure. I feel like Yeah, you have other thoughts? I was say also don't don't forget like the basics of home life in terms of like lots of reading with your child, especially if, if you have younger children and you can't just give them a schedule and tell them to go. Um, having them listen to audiobooks, having them do anything where they're just hearing a lot of language or you're sitting and reading to them as you have time, those are great like educational activities. Like there's no better way to teach a kid to read than simply by reading to them and pointing out letters and things that I think probably lots of us are doing anyway. And it's just the invitation to continue doing that and maybe up the ante a little bit. Um, lots of uh, free book resources. I think Audible is, is making um, yep. children's books available for free for a time. Our local public library is making it easy for um, kids or you know people to access um, electronic resources for books. There's lots and lots of options for just um, allowing kids the space and time to read, which is, you know, if you can spend an afternoon reading is probably really a good use of time. Totally. Yeah, I believe it's stories.audible.com right now, and there are hundreds of hand-picked 
books from Audible, and I looked through them. We have, we own a bunch of them, but there are some legitimate books up there. Um, so if if you can, you know, put an iPad in the same room as a as a kid and start the start the book. I, think I mean, Legos and an it. audio book that'll keep kids busy for three hours, and that's a great, great sort of use of neurological time. Right, absorbing the story. You were down there doing that yesterday, weren't you? Yeah. Legos and audio books. One other thing that we're doing is watching a lot of movies together as a family. <laughs> More than usual, yeah. We don't watch a lot of movies yeah. here, but... But we are, and I, I really make a case for that being a valuable use of time, especially as anxiety is running a little high, maybe there's a little more stress and strain in family life. If you can like cuddle up and have some good, like cozy physical contact, um, provided nobody is sick, and, and engage in a story together, that is a really, I think, helpful way for families to feel a sense of shared experience. I think one of the dangers in our, our highly um, sort of technological family life is that it's possible for everybody to be watching a different show or doing a different game or having a very separate experience on their individual device, uh, which Sherry Turkle has described as being alone together. Um, and I think, you know, th there's a place for that, but there's also a place for everybody to gather around, get out the popcorn, and watch a movie together where you can talk about it, where you're having a shared experience. Yeah, I like that. And we've been watching some older films, you know, some films that, I don't know, have messages or values or whatever that, um, you know, we think we want to convey to the kids. And also, some not, some that are just fun, like, man, Lego Masters, so good. We watch it on Hulu. It's a reality show. It's like seven episodes in. Except you and it's Fisher legit. watch the entire thing while on vacation, and Fisher refuses Oops. to rewatch anything. So now, me and Mama and Jen can't catch up. Well, yeah, because have our own because I, he's I, gonna I will watch throw it a tantrum. If oh, let's not throw our brother under the bus on live <laughs> on the live stream. <laughs> 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 All of our kids get along all the time. Yeah, no, there's no conflict here ever. Well, <laughs> you know he got it. that per our request. We were asking him about his sound effects before the before we got live, and I was like, "Do you have lightsaber sounds?" No, you. You I asked if he had the lightsaber sound. sound. Yeah. I thought it would come in handy talking about family relationships. Okay. So moving on, wrapping up. In essence, um, there are no questions in Slack. Do you have any any clothing? Oh, joke. Oh, no. Do I have any clothing? I, I think do have clothing. Closing Awkward. thoughts. All right. So my joke of the day. I can't come up with a, a new joke every day. There are only so many nerd jokes. Can you imagine if one day Microsoft acquired WeWork and named it Microsoft Office? Anyways, do you have any, any closing thoughts for folks as we go out? Okay, you have closing thoughts? We're close. <laughs> Send him your jokes and make sure they're better than that. All right. That's a really good closing thank, thought, Finn. Thank you. Thank you for showing up. We are obviously running, <laughs> running out of material here. Um, thank you so much to Dr. Sherry Walling. She's at Zen Founder on Twitter, sherrywalling.com, if you want to learn more about her, as well as uh, get some good tips on how to stay sane during this COVID crisis. Thank you so much, Finn, for hanging out. You're not on the socials yet, but um, someday soon, hopefully like five or 10 years from now, I have a social account. Tomorrow uh, is a happy hour with, I'm hanging out with Jordan Gall remotely. Many of you know him from the Bootstrap Web Podcast and Cart Hook. 
and he and I will be hanging out at 5 p.m. Central tomorrow. Um, it seems like our happy hours doing them a little late in the day is a little better than starting them at, say, noon. And that would be, because he's on Pacific time, that would be 10 a.m. is done. So, yeah, 5 p.m. Central tomorrow. Um, you know, hopefully you, uh, hopefully we'll see you there. YouTube.com slash microconf, as always. That'll be it. Good luck out there.